0: What's going on? How was your weekend, boys and girls? Did you miss me? Were you pacing uncontrollably because I left you with the first hostile environment cliffhanger? Come on now, tell me you were. Were you wondering if Noof got out of jail and beat me into a fucking bloody nothing? Well, here we are, boys and girls. The conclusion of the story that uh, very shortly uh, I'm going to get to but before we do, <clears throat> sorry about that. <clears throat> a little something on my throat here. We have to get to a little house cleaning. Uh, and you know what that means. It means a social media plug. So if I get those out of the way now, I can jump into the story. So let's do that. I knew you're I know you're all anxious to um, to hear how the rest of the story plays out. So let's do this. Let's get it over with. Um, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it is podcast underscore hostile. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, again. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at host.enviro.pod. If you want to follow me on Facebook, it's just Jay Cowell. on TikTok. It is at the hostile environment pod. And of course, the very special official email that I have set up for the podcast is j.hostile.environment at gmail.com. If you guys have show ideas or questions or suggestions or comments or dick pics or whatever, that's where to send them. And I do respond almost immediately. So, um, please feel free at any time um, to send me a message. Hey, just fucking say hi. Just something. Hey, let's interact. Let's do something, right? I mean, fuck. It's not like we're doing anything. We're still fucking locked into our goddamn houses. And I guess they're, I heard they're fucking extending this horse shit by another fucking two weeks. I'm going to fucking tell you, like, It's gotten to the point now where I don't even care how much weight I'm gaining anymore. Um, You know, I did care, and now I just don't anymore. I mean, fuck it. But this shit's never ending. So you know what? By the time this is over, I'm going to be fucking 600 pounds. And let me tell you right now, if I do get to that point where I'm 600 pounds, the first 300 are going to be fucking fun as shit. We're talking chips on top of hot dogs, wrapped in hamburgers. Uh, with mozzarella cheese and macaroni and cheese and bacon all on top of it, all in one fuck. that's for breakfast, then pizza, then everything else. Like, I'm going hard. The other 300 pounds are going to be extremely sad when I get to 600, but the first 300 will be fucking fun. So when this is all over, and I do get to see any or all of you again, uh, maybe some of you for the first time, who the fuck knows, um, if I'm 600 pounds, don't forget on episode number 21, I warned you this was going to happen. <clears throat> So, those are the social media plugs, and like I said, we have gotten to the point where we are at the conclusion of the Noof story. So now that the plugs are out of the way, uh, that can only mean one thing, the official beginning, or middle, or end, or whatever, however you want to call us, but it's the conclusion to the debut of Noof. And when we left off on episode number 20, and I hope you guys checked it out before you hear this episode, otherwise, spoiler alert! Um... Last time we'd left off, um, Noof's dad had just informed me that Noof was arrested on fraud charges, and he had no intention of bailing him out, so now maybe it's because I'm just a sweetheart of a guy, uh, but I couldn't help but feel partially responsible for this situation, but there was, like, I racked my brain, and there was really nothing I could do to help. Unfortunately, all I could do was wait for something, for one of the other shoes to drop, so to speak. So Newf got arrested on a, on a Thursday afternoon when he got home from school. Um, I don't know why he didn't get to go up in front of the judge on the Friday, but he ended up spending the whole weekend in jail. He was released on his own recognizance on the Monday morning. Um, and I know that because when I got to school on Tuesday morning, Newf was already there in the fucking driveway in the back of the school having a smoke. So as soon as I saw him and I realized it was him, I felt like I fucking turned white as a ghost. Um, I mean, who the fuck wants to catch a beating from a fucking angry Newfie at 8.30 on a Tuesday morning? Nevertheless, I swallowed my fucking pride, and I somehow pushed myself to continue walking towards Newf. Um, I had to formulate a plan really quickly, because obviously I wasn't expecting this. So what I formulated basically in my head was... If he came at me like a fucking bear, which is kind of the way I thought he was going to do it, um, I was going to smoke him with my textbook and just fucking take off in another direction, obviously other than the one that Noof was in, because there's like zero shame in running from an angry powerhouse Noofy who looked like an adult at fucking 17 years old. So I got close enough to him that I could talk to him, but I was careful that I wasn't close enough that he could grab me and fucking ragdoll me. And I don't even know why, I guess it was because I was so fucking nervous, but the first words out of my mouth and my stupid brain told my fucking retarded mouth to say this, but it was, Hey Noof, how was your weekend? I fucking, I literally thought at that point that Noof was going to attack me. And he had every right to, by all rights, he had every right to, and he somehow he didn't. He just, he looked up at me and, and looked in my fucking right in my eyes and he said, Not too good. I was in jail all weekend for stealing from the bank. Um, But, you know, the thing about it is, um, it it was my fault that, because he told me to, basically, I felt so fucking responsible, I didn't know what to say when he said those words to me, that he spent the weekend in jail from stealing from the bank. So, at at that point, I came to the quick realization, or sorry, first of all, um, he said it was his fault because I told him to pay it back and he didn't pay it back, so I quickly figured it out that fuck, Noof got arrested and he didn't either. He either didn't understand or it wasn't explained to him, or I, I don't even know what the case was. But he legitimately thought that it was his fault, and I didn't fucking care because I knew I was fucking safe at that point, even if it was just fucking temporarily. I knew. Oh, okay, so. Noof's not going to fucking attack me right now, maybe in the future, but not right now. So um, I just, I shut my mouth and I let him tell his side of what happened. And he, all he did was basically explain to me that, um, well, first of all, the thing he did, I didn't know was not only had he been taking out money uh, or yes, taking out money, putting in empty deposit envelopes and taking out money with me and Derek, but he had also been doing it on his own. He was kind of dating this girl named Kelly, who was also a Noofie. Uh, sidebar, a Newfie dating another Newfie named Kelly automatically got her named uh, Newfie Kelly. Um, she didn't care for that name, but it's what stuck. And um, she's going to make an appearance in an upcoming episode because just like every everybody else I've ever met in my life, she comes into play. So it's like a puzzle. She's another puzzle piece into the fucking giant puzzle of my life. Um, so of course, there's a story behind Newfie Kelly. So she will come into play in another upcoming episode, so stay tuned in the future for that episode. Um, I don't think she's going to get a whole episode, but she's definitely going to be involved. So anyways, Noof told me that um, the exact amount he'd borrowed, quotation marks, from the bank was uh, 2600 bucks, And that was in fucking six days, so almost three grand in six days he took out. He was spending like a madman. <clears throat> And, uh, when he got his check from his job that the deal was, you know, by the time maybe the bank figured it out, I figured if he got his check from his job and just left it in there, they would just take that money and kind of call it even because at least they got their money back that the problem was that fucking Noof had to give his check to his dad for rent and groceries. I didn't know that Noof was paying rent to live with his dad in a basement apartment, but he was. So he got his check, which I don't even know how much he was making an hour, let's say about that time it was probably 16 or 17 bucks tops. He gave his entire check to his dad for for renting groceries. So I didn't know that. And he said he he had thought that oh, you know, I'll pay it back on my next check after this check, which obviously would have been over a month. So there was no fucking way he was going to get away with that. Not only that, but his check wouldn't have even come close to fucking almost 3 grand. So um, he, he probably, both checks in a month probably wouldn't have come close to three grand, I'm guessing. So there was, there was no winning this situation for this poor prick. So that's what that, anyways, that's what he believed. And, you know, I wasn't going to argue with him because fuck, I, I was safe and I was just happy to be safe at that point. So he also told me that, um, he got, so he got arrested on the Thursday afternoon and he told me that he hadn't seen his dad since, uh, he got arrested on that Thursday, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, obviously he was in jail. He got out Monday. I don't know why he didn't see his dad on the Monday, but now it was Tuesday uh, Tuesday morning and he still hadn't seen his dad. So that was that was weird. So um, anyways, um, the school day ends um, and Newf, Derek and I, we're all out back and we're smoking and we're just fucking shooting the shit. And it comes to that magical time right around 4.30 where we've all decided we got to part ways. We're all going to go home and whatever else. So, you know, I, I wish Noof good luck with his dad. Um, you know, we all had our back, we all had home, right? So the next day at school, which is obviously a fucking Wednesday, um, I'm walking to the back in the smoking section. And again, somehow Noof usually, the, I, I would be the first one there usually, but Noof was there again. He beat me again. And there he was, and he was in the smoking section. And now he's got a duffel bag and a few plastic uh, yellow no-frill shopping bags. And they're all by his feet. Well, it turns out that um, Noof's dad booted him out of the house for getting arrested, and now Noof was homeless. So, you know, because again, I felt you know partially responsible, I suppose, for this situation. Um, I tell him, you know what, Noof, fuck man. Well, until we figure shit out, you could stay with me for a couple of days in my apartment with my mom. But the thing is. I didn't know how long I could push that before my mom either stepped in or figured out what was going on. But I had to take my chances. Newf had nowhere to go, and like I said, it was kind of kind of my fault that this was going on. So, um, so there, so there we go. So I told Newf, I was like, "Look, let's go to morning classes. Uh, at lunch, let's meet up, and let's we'll cut afternoon class, and we'll fucking go to my house because the, all of Newf's possessions that he was carrying his duffel bag and his grocery bags full of clothes and shit." They're not going to fit in his locker. So this poor fucking prick was carrying his all his worldly possessions to all of his classes, which in the morning was only three, but still, I mean, you know, to carry it from room to room to room, it's kind of embarrassing for the guy. So that's exactly what happened. Uh, so we took off fucking the afternoon and went to my place. So um one of the things about my house, and other than the fact that it was called The Dropout and you know this is where everybody hung out and did all their things and fucking it is what it is, um, one of the things about my, my house was my mom, um, fucking God bless her, because she was a fucking saint, um, she would leave for work, obviously Monday to Friday, she'd leave at 6.30 in the morning every day and wouldn't get home until around 6.30 at night. So she was gone for like 12 solid hours. Um, she took public transportation, she didn't drive, so um, she, she worked over an hour away, so she had to leave at 6.30 in the morning to be there for 8, um, and she got home at 6.30 at night, so um, that was just one of the beautiful things about my house, we always had that huge window of like fucking 12 hours to get anything done, any kind of planning or scheming or whatever, we had that, that window, right, so um, my mom was very accustomed to, to me having a friend or two over when she got home. So her seeing Noof there all the time, you know, when she get home at 6.30, it was no big deal. And for the first week or so, I had it down to a fucking fine art to um, to basically hide Noof. Uh, the whole idea of from, from Noof moving in, I had it down. We would stay up uh, later than my mom, obviously, who usually went to bed around like 10.30. Um, we'd stay up later than her. And she would just assume that when she would, uh, went to bed, Noof was exiting uh, our apartment and going home. And then, you know, in the morning, fucking, you know, I'd be sleeping and she, my mom would already be gone by the time we woke up and she wouldn't come in my room. So she wouldn't know that Noof had stayed over. So this worked for, the, for a long fucking time. Um, so she didn't, have, she didn't know any better, basically. So it worked for, I want to say it worked for a fucking uh, well over a week. Um, And the way we got busted, uh, it finally came to an end, was basically my mom had said something along the lines of the fucking food, uh, the grocery bills, the food was just out of control. Because feeding a giant 17-year-old Newfie wasn't easy or cheap, uh, not to mention what I was eating too, so it was well over double uh, what she would usually be buying, right? The food was just fucking going right out the fridge, basically. As soon as it went in, it came right back out. So... It didn't take long for my mom to put the pieces together. And she basically called me out. And she's like, fucking Noof's living here, isn't he? It's got to be So I basically copped to it. And I said, yeah, unfortunately, uh, this is the way it is. He got booted out. He has nowhere to go and blah, blah, blah. My mom's like, well, you know what? He's already been here a week. I think that's good enough. So tell him he's got to find another place to go. So um, she laid the hammer down. Um, I, I had to break the news to Noof. Um, and it wasn't a pleasant conversation, obviously, because now he had fucking absolutely nowhere to go at all. So there I am, I'm racking my brain. He can't rack his brain because his options were either me, dad, or Derek. I mean, there were no other options for him and Derek was definitely not an option. So he didn't have any options. So I was his only option. So it was all on me to find a place for this fucking guy to sleep. So I'm, here I am, I'm racking my my brain, um, I'm trying to figure something out. And, you know, the only thing that came to me was um, we had an, an, uh, uh, we had, so, you know, we, we literally just had to find a place for him to sleep. And I was like, oh, for 24 hours, let's get you somewhere to go. And then we can figure it out from there. Well, the, the solution that I came up with was, um, something that lasted almost two weeks, uh, believe it or not. Um, basically, when you live in an apartment building, for those of you who ever have, you know that in most apartment buildings, if not all apartment buildings, somewhere usually in the basement, they have locker rooms for storage and shit. Now, there's usually like, it's not very big, obviously. Um, they're just big enough to fit like, you know, five or six boxes and a Christmas tree or fucking Halloween decorations or whatever. And that was the case here. Um, it, but it was our last option. and it's all I it could come up with. So that's what we did. Uh, I took Noof downstairs into the dungeon of the apartment building, and I opened the locker room door, and I showed Noof, I was like, hey man, this is it, man, this is all I can come up with right now, this is only going to be fucked for 24 hours, one night, you gotta make this happen, dude, otherwise you're fucked, and he totally understood, and he totally agreed, and um, so that's basically, it it was a fence. So it's just like, you know, like a fucking, like like a fence, you would climb a fence sort of thing. And it was like in a, in a cubicle shape. Um, and you know, just like, just like any other locker room, it had a bunch of, a bunch of boxes and crap and my mom's sewing machine and, uh, our Christmas tree. And it was probably, I want to say maybe not even eight feet long. Um, and it was 10 feet high. Uh, so laying down wasn't an option because I had all these the shit in there and you couldn't take it out because there was really nowhere to put it, so like, if you took it out, you wouldn't be able to get the door open so if anybody wanted to come into the locker room they wouldn't be able to get in so I just fucking broke it to Noof I was like, look man, like uh, I took the padlock off and Noof walked in and I said, dude, you, this is it so he walked in and he shifted some boxes around to kind of lean against, but in all honesty, he was fucking pretty much standing up, and that's how fucking Noof slept. Uh, he slept in my locker room, fucking standing up like a Noofy vampire in his chain-linked locker room coffin. So once he was inside, and he was as comfortable as he could be, I suppose, I closed the fucking the, the, the chain-linked door fence, whatever you want to call it. I closed the door, and I put the padlock on and locked the padlock. Shut the lights off, and off I went. And new slept in that locker room from about nine p.m. until seven a.m. And if you're not asking yourself right now um, why I felt the need to lock him in and actually like seal the padlock, um, the answer is I have no fucking idea. But he never complained, so I just kept doing it. So at seven a.m. after you know my mom left for work and I woke up. I'd fire down, I'd unlock him and he would come up to shower or use the washroom and fucking eat some kind of breakfast and we'd go to school together. Sometimes after school, he'd go to work and I'd go back home and vice versa. But either way, at the end of the night, he'd show up at the locker room and you know, every night for two weeks, Noof slept standing up in my locker room. So during the two weeks that this was going on, Um, we obviously Derek, Newf and I would obviously still be hanging out and, um, we'd routinely hook up. And at some point, uh, for no apparent reason, actually, I don't even remember how this happened, but, um, Derek decided that he wanted some sort of independence from his mom and he wanted to fucking grow up and show her and he wanted to move out on his own. The problem with that is he couldn't afford to live on his own. It was fucking way too much for his grocery store fucking salary that he was making So um, he asks uh, Noof if he was willing to split a place, if they could find a place that was affordable for them to to, to live together. Um, And at that point, I'm positive that Noof would have said yes to just about anything because his current sleeping situation was, I don't know, unpleasant to say the least. So it took Derek, I want to say, around fucking 10, 11 days, and he found a place that they could move into fucking immediately, and it wasn't exactly a house or an apartment, as much it was a, um, a, a what they call a rooming house with shared facilities. So uh, that means you know shared showers, shared toilets, uh, shared kitchen, shared everything. You don't have your own of everything. The whole complex uses the same fucking facilities, which is fucking gross. But it is what it is. Um, and it was one giant room. Well, not sorry let me take that back it was not a giant room it was one well relatively big room that had no walls or anything so it was just four walls and a floor but it was only 300 bucks a month so derek signed the papers and they fucking moved in together uh Neuf grabbed his three bags from my fucking locker room and Derek moved his entire fucking, uh, everything he owned, he moved in a taxi from his mom's house to his new place. So, um, I I agreed to fucking move um, Derek's shit. He said, will you help me move? I'm like, yeah, I sure will help you move. So, basically, it was unloading the taxi from from one fucking spot to another. But, anyways, that is what it is. So, you know, I agreed to do it. Um, and you know, sure enough, we fucking get up there. Um, me and Noof arrived together. It was the first time Noof had even seen where he was moving. He just agreed to do it and he signed the papers when he got there. So we got there together and we're, we're looking, we're about to scout out his new living situation. Like I said, it was like a, it was a medium house. Uh, it had 10 rooms in it. But it had way more than 10 people living in, fucking this, in, the, in this fucking place. So um, I told Derek that I would help him move, like I said. And uh, the taxi shows up and, you know, we're unloading it and we go up to his room. And uh, I said, you know what, before we do this, let's grab a case of beer and, you know, we'll celebrate this new fucking living situation together and I'll crash here for the night. You know, we'll all sleep together for the first night. So we got a case of beer and we're up there and we're unpacking the bags of clothes, and that's pretty much all it was, and Derek brought some records and some random other shit, Um, and we're there, we're like, we're like two hours into being in this fucking new, I keep saying apartment, but it was just a fucking room, but you know what I mean, so we're there, and we're unpacking, it's about two hours in, and uh, all of a sudden we hear the fucking, we hear a knock at the door, and open it up, and sure enough, it's one of Derek's new, I guess roommates would be the fucking word you'd want to use here, Slash neighbors slash whatever, and there he is. He's welcoming these guys, or he's welcoming all of us to the building. And I said, "No, I don't actually live here. It's these two fucking guys." And uh, so he's like, "Hey, man, you know, if you guys want to come over to my room and fucking you know break in the uh, break in your new place, let's all smoke a joint." The thing is, none of us really smoked pot. Um, I mean, we all have at some point. I get it, but it was never Noof Derek and I. It wasn't really our thing. Um, it just personally, I've always fucking hated weed. Um, you know, I've done it. I've done the fucking edibles thing. It gets me really super fucked up and I'm just not a big fan. So that's just my thing. Um, but for some reason that night we were in like a celebratory mood and we're like, you know, fuck it. We just felt like this was the right thing to do. So we went over and we fucking smoked dope with these fucking oddball neighbors. Um, they were actually oddly enough. They were really fucking nice. They just, the one guy looked like a fucking child molester. The other guy looked like a fucking meth addict you know, just obviously none of these guys are fucking the shining bright lights of society, but you know, it is what it is. And there we are. So a couple hours, we're in there, we're smoking dope, we're drinking beer, we're, we're shooting the shit. Um, and I, I was severely fucked up. Like I said, weed gets me fucked up. And then of course I drink and you know, while I'm doing both, I get really fucked up. So I just told Derek and if I was like, look, man, I'm going to fucking go lay down. I'm pretty fucking, I'm pretty spent here. And they're like, yeah, yeah, us too. So you know, we fucking head back. And um, uh, so we walked across the hall. We went back to the room. Um, of course, they have no couch. They have no beds. They have no chairs. They they have no furniture of any kind. But they've got lots of bed sheets and, and three pillows. So it's so, somewhat like camping, fucking in, inside, I guess. So you know, we, I lay down. I fucking put the sheet down. I grab my pillow, and I'm trying to get off to fucking night night land. But about two in the morning, I had to fucking piss like a rocket because of all the fucking beer, obviously. So I got to fucking piss and there's no bathroom inside this fucking room. So I've got to find it myself. And I'd been there a couple times throughout the night, obviously, but it's one of those things where you're just, you just, you know, you're drinking, you're having a good time or whatever, and you just don't even realize where you are or your surroundings around you. So I'm like, fuck, I really got to piss. And I knew that there was no fucking way I could hold it until the morning. So... I decide that I'm going to fucking venture out, so I opened the door to the hallway, and immediately it was a fucking bad idea, I fucking knew it was a bad idea, as soon as they opened the door, the light was flickering on and off, it was like something out of a fucking Saw movie, you know, um, there was moaning coming from somewhere, I don't know where the fuck it was coming from, I just knew that I took like three steps into the hallway, and I was scared as shit, I knew the bathroom was on the same floor, but I didn't know in which direction... So, I uh, fucking, I was drunk, I was high, and it was a 50-50 choice, and of course, I go in the fucking wrong direction. So, I said that I heard moaning, right? So, um, that's a thousand percent legit. Like, it wasn't like a fucking, uh, uh, a sex moan, and it wasn't like a fucking, uh, it was like more of like a fucking, uh, 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 so... It was a really fucking creepy moment, right? But I'm already in the hall wagon. Nothing better. To, I, I, I nothing I can do. I knew I had to piss, so um, th- there I am. I'm fucking. I'm going back and forth. I'm trying to feel the doors, right? So I didn't. Um, I wanted to get back into the room with Derek and Noof as quickly as possible. So I'm just closing my eyes and I'm fucking praying that I find the bathroom as quickly as possible. This fucking house was fucking terrifying. And just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, of course it did, because, like I said, I've got my hands on the walls, and I'm trying to feel which door is the bathroom, because I'm thinking, well, all the doors were closed, so I was like, one of them has to be the bathroom. So I'm pushing on all the doors, and as I did that, one of the fucking doors popped open, and it wasn't the washroom at all. It was some fucking weird dude who fucking uh, immediately said, yes, who is it? And, uh, uh, followed by, um, w- what do you want? Close my door. But there was no fucking way I was going back. Once I realized what I'd done, I kept going straight. I was not fucking going back. I kept walking. And then I heard this fucking massive thud. Like, like, like if someone it rolls off the bed and falls onto the floor kind of thud, right? And as I turn around, there's a fucking creepy ogre looking guy Dressed all in black, with long, like greasy black hair, and he was pulling this huge fucking bag, like this object, and it was wrapped in a in a a, a a black garbage bag, right? And he's dragging it down the stairs, and that was the thud that I heard. It was uh, whatever was in that fucking garbage bag being dragged down the stairs. Now, in all honesty, uh, maybe it was the moaning. Maybe it was the creepy fuck dragging the garbage bag down the stairs, Um, or maybe it was a probably, what most likely, I would say, it was probably a combination of all of these fucking things put together, but I nearly fucking pissed my pants, and as I got closer to the staircase, the fucking ogre guy looks at me and says, well, are you just going to stand there, or are you going to fucking give me a hand? And I looked at the garbage bag, and as he was dragging it, I don't even know how it happened. But whatever it was, it was big and it was heavy. And as he was dragging it, um, it fucking either opened or it ripped or whatever. And a fucking shoe popped out. And I fucking swear to God, I thought it was a human body in that fucking bag. It's the first thing that popped into my head. So I fucking, I, 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 I thought the shoe fell off a leg and he was dragging the body down the stairs. And that's all I needed. And I was fucking, I, I fucking lost my mind. And I didn't even fucking look for the bathroom anymore. I fucking ran back to fucking Derek's room, I fucking closed the door, fucking tried to lock it, and I told these guys that, dude, one of your fucking neighbors, uh, you know, somebody, something's going out there, he fucking killed somebody, and he's fucking getting rid of the body right now in a fucking garbage bag at two in the morning, and then, of course, you know, both of them are fucking laughing at me while I'm fucking horrified, um, and they're like, "Ah, go back to bed. I I fucking knew there was zero chance that I was sleeping in that room or in that fucking house. So I got dressed and I fucking ran out of that room like a motherfucker. And I ran into the fucking hallway and I headed towards the exit, which I had to go down the fucking stairs. And as I'm running towards the fucking stairs, there's that fucking murdering ogre still there, still dragging the body down the fucking stairs. And he's like, oh, you're back to help. And I said, the fuck I am. And I ran past him, and I ran down those fucking stairs as fast as I could, and I got the fuck out of that house as fast as possible. I don't even know how I got home. I don't know if I cabbed. I don't know if I fucking bust. I don't even know. I might have run all the way home. Um, One thing I do know is I never stepped in that fucking apartment again. I never went in that fucking room. I never went in that fucking house. I I never even never that was the last time I was in that fucking that whole place and you know when I when I say that was the last time um, by saying the last time I mean that was the only time in the 60 days that Derek and Noof actually lived there together because you see uh, the thing about what happened was uh, within the month uh, within the first month of, of uh, Derek and Noof living together Not only did they almost fucking kill each other on multiple occasions, I mean, one time Cheryl had, I mean, Cheryl, Derek had a girl named Cheryl over that he was uh, seeing at the time, and they had decided that they wanted to fornicate. Um, Unfortunately, because it was only one giant room, there was really nowhere for Noob to go. So Derek put up a a curtain um, and said, You stay on your side, I'll stay on mine. Um, and while they were fornicating, uh, he looked over and Noof had opened the curtain and was watching everything that was going on. So when Cheryl left, they almost came to blows, which wouldn't have been much of a fight. Noof would have annihilated Derek, but Derek has a fucking temper and he can hold his own in an argument, not so much a fucking fist fight, but Noof was fucking massive and he would have just punched the fucking life out of Derek anyway. But, um, other than that, um, uh, during that time, Noof had his first court date. And he pled guilty to fraud. And he got sentenced to probation and community service hours. Um, for those of you who don't know, probation means basically you have to check in with a probation officer. I want to say it's once a month or fucking maybe more depending on how serious the violation is. But for someone like Noof, I'm guessing it was like once a month. But um, the thing about Noof is uh, on his second uh, appointment to meet his probation officer, I mean it's court ordered so you have to go. Uh, well, Noof fucking skipped it. He went to work instead, and he didn't call the, the probation officer and ask or tell him or anything like that. He just went to work and fucking blew it off. And when something like that happens, um, you automat you you automatically get a, a warrant put up for your arrest, which happened, um, and they came and they fucking came back to the creepy fucking house, um, and they arrested Noof at the creepy fucking house, and they took him back to jail. And once you violate probation, or or once you violate the rules of the court, which new violated by not reporting to the probation officer, um, it means you have to serve the rest of your sentence inside the jail, especially if you don't have anyone to come and bail you out, or attempt to bail you out, which his dad didn't even know that he got arrested again, so there was really nobody to bail him out. I mean, Derek and I were just fucking 17, you're not even allowed to bail somebody out of 17, so... Newf had to fucking spend all his time in jail, uh, which was ended up being ninety days. Within the ninety days of Newf being in jail, of course, he lost his job. Um, he, he failed, uh, you know, he failed all of his fucking classes, so he failed the entire school year. And while he was sitting in jail, um, Derek had fucking decided that he couldn't live in this house, this fucking horrible, scary, creepy house, all by himself. So he tucked his tail between his legs and he goes back to his mom and he basically begs her to fucking come back and she fucking agrees. So while Noof's in jail, now he doesn't have an apartment to live in when he gets out either because Derek moved out and there was nobody there. So we had to, Derek and I knew that we had to give Noof a heads up on what was going on. So a week before Noof got out of jail, we went and visited him and we explained about the apartment and whatever else and, uh, fuck, let's just say, I was like, look, Noof. I mean, you can go back to the locker room if you want, but that's all I can offer, that's all I've got, you know, pretty shitty offer, right, that's, but what am I going to do, right, that's all I've got, and to say he was not happy, I mean, you could basically just see the defeat uh, in, in his his demeanor, in his face, uh, in his eyes, and this was, you know, through the glass in the fucking visiting room of the jail, right, so, um, when Noof got out of jail, when he was released, um, we never saw or heard from him for like um, at least the first week. And then all randomly, I got a fucking page on my pager. That's how far back we're going. I got a page, and uh, I called the number that I didn't recognize, and it was Noof. And I was fucking really happy to hear his voice. I was like, Noof, man, fuck, where are you? bro? Where have you been? So he, he says, I don't want to say it over the phone. He's like, come and meet me, and let's have a coffee. So, he gives me the fucking location. I fucking show up. Um, Noof explains to me that now he's living in a homeless shelter, which was like a block away from where we were having our coffee. And the first night that he was sleeping uh, at this homeless shelter, um, they fucking robbed him and they stole all of his shit. So, he had nothing except for the clothes that he was wearing right then in front of me at the fucking coffee time, having his coffee. So, you know... I I feel fucking beyond horrible right like I'm not heartless as much as some of these things that I've done make me sound I am not a fucking heartless individual I felt fucking terrible so I fucking went home and I asked my mom to call her friend with the warehouse job that he had and I was I was like please just beg him to take Noof back unfortunately my mom called and no dice it wasn't going to happen um there was nothing that this guy wasn't willing to hire Noof back There was nothing that I could do. He couldn't stay in my house. Uh, He didn't want to stay in the locker room for fucking obvious reasons. (laughs) So there was nothing I could do to help. And Newf fucking knew it too, right? So, unfortunately, um, this story doesn't have a happy ending. um, Because that was the last time I saw or heard from Newf. Was at that coffee shop. I have no fucking idea where he is. I have no idea what he's been doing for the last... 23 years. I don't even know if he's in fucking Ontario anymore. I know fucking zero. Now, that being said, there have been new sightings over the years. Kind of like a, a Newfie Sasquatch or a Newfie Loch Ness Monster have it. not know, something like that. But there's been no actual photo or video evidence um, to prove that the noof sighting was 100% legit. So the legend... And the myth of Noof lives on, and it grows even more mysterious uh, with every fucking passing decade that goes by. And um, you know, I guess some of you might be asking yourselves the question, and you know, I, I understand, like, you know, why did you never try and reach out and find Noof? Um, you know, why didn't you try and do anything later on in life? And the reason is, it's because of my fucking guilt, plain and simple. It's because of my fucking guilt for the way things worked out, and. Also, I'm guessing, and this is just a shot in the dark, but I'm guessing after all those years that went by before I even thought about reaching out to Noof, that somebody probably explained to Noof that I was to blame for this entire fucking situation. And more than likely, I probably had a very intense beating from an angry Noofy coming my way. So, for obvious reasons, I don't want a beating from an angry Newfie. So that's it, man. I mean, that's the honest truth, and that's how the fucking story ends, unfortunately. So uh, that's the story of Robert Kirk. That is the conclusion to uh, the two-part episode of the Newf debut. So you see why I I couldn't just, um, over the other 20 episodes, I couldn't just drop a few Newf things here or there. He deserved almost a fucking full hour of a podcast In my opinion, it's the least I can do for everything I did to this fucking poor guy, right? Just give him an hour on a podcast, right? So, you know, we're kind of even, right? No. Anyways. (laughs) So that's going to wrap up uh, this Monday episode uh, number 21 of the Hostile Environment podcast. Tune in Thursday to another fucking rip-roaring episode of the Hostile Environment Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to go this Thursday. I'm going to start thinking about it almost fucking immediately after I download this episode. But I do know that for you to find out, you have to download, you have to subscribe, you have to tune in. And for God's sakes, will some of you get in touch with me on social media? I mean, I appreciate all the likes and stuff, but I mean, the other day, I put out an F. Mary Kill With all the pictures of all the the moms from the 80s and the 90s TV shows, so most of you know that F, Mary kill is pick one to fuck, pick one to marry, pick one to kill, I thought we could have some tit for tat, Uh, and all you guys did was like the post. Nobody fucking answered. So I'm not sure if you guys didn't understand that I wanted to tit for tat or whatever, but um, yeah, I mean, in the future, uh, I'm kind of hoping that we can do some more interacting together, but... You know, I get it. I, I, everyone's busy and everyone's depressed and fucking the world sucks and whatever. But um, I mean, let's just have some fun, guys. That's why I'm doing this. You know, so if we can do some, you know, if one person writes an answer, then another person sees that answer, and maybe they disagree, and then maybe we can get something going. I don't know, man. I, I'm j- I'm just trying to keep us all busy through quarantine. I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. But I'm glad you guys are listening, nevertheless. So thank you for listening. Uh, And like I said, tune in Thursday, where I will have another fucking edition of the Hostile Environment Podcast. But until then, I am your host, Jay. And bye for now.